welcome to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast, where we look at behind the scenes of why and how leaders are making an impact and how you can too. I'm Shay Wheat, the founder and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions and the host of Creating Powerful Impact podcast. We support six, seven, and eight-figure speakers, coaches, and expert thought leaders in creating powerful and profitable live and virtual live events. Our clients have made over $25 million in revenue, gained over 3,700 new clients, and changed the lives of over 29,000 attendees with events as few as 50 people and over 4,000 in attendance. So stick around to the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be a next guest in just 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. Today, I have somebody coming to you from all the way across the pond, at least from me, over in Amsterdam today. We have the amazing Sumit Gupta, who is a serial entrepreneur, leadership coach, and founder of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership, where he supports the most powerful change makers on our planet. I'm already excited to chat with you. Um, whether this is you know business or the nonprofit world, and he really helps them to see their own power. So please help me welcome to the stage, Sumit Gupta. Glad to have you, you here today. How are things over in Amsterdam? Things are pretty good here over in Amsterdam. Yeah, thank <laughs> good. you. Good. I love Amsterdam. Uh, we were saying right before the the show here that I was just there in November. Um, and we've got, you know, one of my coaches actually used to live in Amsterdam. Now he's just a little bit outside of it. And then one of our really good friends is over in Breda, which is really mm. fun. So we went and saw him as well and hung out in Rotterdam and just really, really beautiful country. So excited to have you with us today. I know today's topics, we're, we're going to touch on a couple of things um, and your expertise around leadership in business and entrepreneurship you know, looking at creating high-performance teams and how to possibly lead with love and intensity. But before we dive into that, would you please give our audience a little high-level explanation about what it is that you do and how you are creating impact in the world? Absolutely. Yeah. So before I I started to do what I'm doing now, I have a long career as a, as a leader in technology companies like Yahoo and Booking.com, but then also as an entrepreneur with a couple of companies and a NGO of my own. So those experiences is, is where I have learned the ropes of leadership. And I started as a, as a very shy and introvert person who wouldn't be any good with talking to people. Uh, but through leading teams, through starting my own companies and over that 16-year period of being a bad manager and then slowly learning to understand what leadership is, why people behave the way they do. I have uh, come across uh, certain foundational principles now which I use every day, but I also help other leaders uh, use the power in, in the same principles and actually make any interaction with human beings better. Yeah, I love that because I mean, at least in business, what I've seen or even in the corporate Part. You know, you, you're there, you're working, you do your job, you get promoted. Now you're in a leadership position and you get promoted and promoted, promoted. And then 
I don't know if you've seen this in some of the companies you've been a part of, but some people get promoted to incompetence. Um, <laughs> they're really good at what they do, but not so much at leading the team. And it is really a new um, kind of development, so to speak, of what we get to learn and grow into. You don't necessarily, and maybe you see something different than I do, but I think it is a learned skill set versus kind of like a something you're born with. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think just like anything, leadership uh, can also be broken down into a set of skills mm -hmm. and uh, they can be learned just like uh, getting on a bike, just like swimming. Uh, like one of my coaches says leadership is a full body contact sport. So <laughs> I treat leadership is uh, as like that kind of where you're fully involved, not just your mind, but you're fully involved with your body. And just like any skill, you have to get on the bike, you have to fall down, you have to get back up. And then through that process, you can learn to be a good leader. Ah, I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell us a little bit about like, where does leadership in business and entrepreneurship show up? And what are maybe some of the pitfalls and the things that you end up seeing when you go, oh yeah, it's maybe time for me to up-level my leadership now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think if I, if I go maybe a few decades back, leadership was a lot about intensity, about getting things done, about mm. commanding people or controlling people. Uh, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, like as leaders, you are supposed to get results which are not going to happen on your own, right? So that's uh, that's what a leader does, whether in their personal life or in their business. Uh, but now in the last few decades, there is a lot of focus on caring for people, taking people along, loving people, right? And I still see that people see them as opposites of each other or something which like if I increase the love, then I have to let go of the intensity. But if mm. I increase my intensity, then somehow the love or the caring suffers. What mm. I try to do is basically say that these two are not like uh, in uh, in opposition of each other. But actually, if you can do both together, they work well so well that uh, sometimes uh, an expression of love could be making a tough statement or being radically like honest with uh, whom you're talking to. Uh, and uh, the foundational principles of you know, like behind all human beings is that we all want to be taken care of. We all want to belong. But at the same time, we all want to contribute. We all want to grow. So mm -hmm. if a leader can lead with love and intensity at the same time, it is actually not two different things. You can start from two different places, but when they intersect uh, at that stage, you can become a very powerful leader where people are following you, not just because of the title or the salary, but because of what you're doing, and then because of the intensity that you provide, you and your team are producing results which have never been possible before. That's an interesting concept to look at, leading with love and intensity. Would you maybe explain or share a story of what that looks like or how somebody has utilized love and intensity to kind of move their team forward? Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, uh, when people say use the word intensity or being direct or being candid, it often seems like I, either I am being arrogant or I am being uh, uh, not caring mm -hmm. or not kind. Uh, and that somehow takes away from the love, right? But if you can frame a conversation, starting with the context that we are here together, we are here together for this purpose, you are part of this team, and I see you as a champion. If you can bring that love, but then add the meaning part of it, right? Because nobody is here just to feel good, right? Nobody works in business just to feel good. Although you have to provide that safe space, even just providing that and nothing else will is not leadership, right? Then it maybe it becomes a, a very comfortable environment. 
but if you can combine that with like i see this possible for you even when you're dealing with the mistakes even when you're dealing with an underperformance you can take it as intensity without respecting the other person you can see that this is wrong and we need to fix this or you can say that you are a champion we hired you because of this now there are certain things which uh, we expect from you and i know that you are capable of this so let's figure out what is missing let's figure out how can both of us uh, help you get where you want to go right and then giving people a choice because uh, love is also about autonomy giving people a choice to say that i have very high standards for you i see you are a champion i am ready to support you i am going to like jump uh, and work with you slog with you everything but you have the choice to say yes and no and if it is a no then that's perfectly fine mm-hmm. so that's how how it looks right so you never leave the person alone you never point a finger you always create a space and carry them along with you with love but at the same time showing them that there is so much more that they can do uh, and then giving them that support giving them that space or or that uh, support network that even if you fall that's perfectly fine let's get back up and get on the stage mhm mhm so is this also kind of tied into culture like you're creating a culture within the leadership um and through the ranks of you know okay great i see you as a champion i'm hiring you because you're an expert and we're all going to f up right we're all human we're never going to get everything perfect that's okay but let's you know how are we working through it together and i love the piece that you also talk about they're in choice right we're always in choice and giving them that opportunity versus like pointing the finger and scolding them yes yes so culture if uh, culture can be one big abstract word but if you really break culture down it it is basically the set of conversations or behaviors that you are allowed to have or not allowed to have right so if you can actually change your conversation if you can change the behavior that you show up with you are actually changing the culture right then right there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so everything which you speak everything which you show which you lead by example you are also giving others permission to actually do that for their own teams for their own reportees right and that's how culture gets created that's how culture gets changed mm-hmm. and it's so easy to talk about culture as this one big umbrella which is hovering over me rather than saying like let's change this we, even if we have a culture of doing something every leader has an opportunity to say right starting now this is a new company this is a new start right we might have done this but no more right and this is the standard i am setting now this is the standard we are setting now and then yes if you don't want to be part of that that's totally up to you yeah yeah so they're like buying back into the new culture so to speak absolutely yeah because yeah. you cannot force you cannot force buy in <laughs> right you cannot force loyalty you cannot force trust you cannot force respect and again that's against every time we try to force or demand something mm-hmm. which uh, like from a very foundational thing you cannot force love you have to earn love respect mm-hmm. trust so you cannot go beyond a certain level that's where the intensity starts to uh, uh, starts to take away from the love right so love is acknowledging the other person's dignity their power as their own but setting your own boundaries setting your very clear criteria that we have this customer and to serve this customer we have these criteria if uh, if we do not fulfill this criteria this customer will not have our business in the same way if you do not service this criteria you will not be able to work here right so this is a standard so and this is not about being rude 
this is simply about being honest right this is simply about by like if you are if you're taking a bike on a road telling them that this road is slippery is not being rude to somebody <laughs> so si- yeah so similar yeah similarly setting your standards and then telling people up front that this is why we are here this uh, is why we are here so would you say maybe one of the big stumbling blocks that entrepreneurs have would be not being clear on the signs on the road so to speak like hey it's slippery when wet right here right like and and maybe that's kind of where people especially entrepreneurs and CEOs end up stumbling a bit is they're not themselves clear on what the standard is and what it is that we're doing and how we're moving the team forward absolutely so that is one element but the second element is that skill in conversation that when you're talking are you even here right are you present or are you just focused on your agenda are you just focused on your numbers are you even listening to the other person how are they reacting to that are they scared are they confident are they willing or are they showing defensiveness already because if if your person if your teammates are showing defensiveness either you can deal deal with it 3 months down the line mm-hmm. when the project fails or you can say that i i can see that something is uh, not clicking here i don't want to make you defensive we are here together we are not a versus b we are a and b so tell me what is making you uncomfortable and that's love and that's also being intense because it's not easy to talk about these things it's so easy to brush them aside yeah so that's also being intense yeah what kind of comes up do you see for ceos that are you know moving into having more team and and having to step more into that leadership role what do you see as like some of the pitfalls or the things that they end up doing to either avoid leadership or not look at it or what do, what do you see so one one of the elements is prioritizing being liked rather than prioritizing doing what is required so many mm-hmm. times people know what i should do but they say that if i do this my team will not like this right or if i do this then i'm not being kind right so i or i'm not being loving and i want to be loving right but to not see that you're actually taking away from your commitment as a leader if you don't do that uh, is also in a double blind right you don't even see that you're holding yourself back so that's one thing and the second thing is your own uh, self confidence your own insecurities your anxieties uh, unless you can see that head on and deal with it head on you cannot help uh, your teammates deal with their own stuff right because mm-hmm. we are human beings so we will all have stuff we will all have uh, things which will make us uh, scared which will make us anxious which will make us excited so just like we show our excitement if we can also be honest and show our fear show our anxiety or even say right uh, to give you an example in the last couple of years with covid and with uh, all the work moving to hybrid and virtual work mm-hmm. a lot of leaders still try to be in control still try to like we know how to fix this when basically nobody knows what will happen in the future right nobody knows how the work... we, we don't have a crystal ball <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but to say that right for a leader to say that that i do not know what will happen let's figure this out together is very difficult right. yep yeah, yeah. I, it's so true it's so very true i mean even even when covid hit you know we were in the middle of of planning an event for over 700 women to be coming on site you know in santa cruz and that was a friday is when we went into lockdown and the event was supposed to be on monday right and so it's like you don't know what's going to happen and how do you as a team then come together and go 
we need to create an experience for the women that are coming for this event, right? And so it's that leadership that comes into play where you're like, okay, I didn't expect it. Now what do we do, right? I love that. So in actually, so somebody's listening and they're going, okay, I get it. I understand it. But how do I actually create a high performing team? What would you tell them? I would say two things, right? One is listen. Instead of thinking of what can I say, what can I do? Listen, because your team will tell you what are those elements where you need to improve. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's one thing. And the second, when even when you speak, ask yourself, what is it that you're not speaking? What is it that you want to say, but you're not able to say? And when others are speaking, ask other people, right? What is, what are you keeping it uh, from me? What are you keeping inside? Because it's not comfortable, because it's not acceptable. And all of those fears, doubts, anxieties, emotions are actually which brings people together, are actually which uh, creates the space which will allow any performance to go from low to medium to high. Uh, But all of these elements, which are always there, and if we just stop, we can sense them in people's bodies, in their tone of voice. But if we can address them head on, first of all, listen, and then ask people and even yourself be willing to share that I have no clue, right? Can you help me here, right? I know I'm supposed to be a leader, but right now I have no clue. Can you help me? If any leader who does that, their team becomes stronger. Their leadership becomes stronger, not weaker, as it might appear first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm sure that is the fear of the CEO is going, I'm the vision. I'm the one that's leading the ship and turning things here and there and everywhere. Um, does it come across as me not being a strong leader if I don't know where in the world we're going right now? Yes, yes. And, and you can say those two things together, right? I am a CEO. I am responsible for that. And I completely take this responsibility. But at the same time, I want to be honest with you, with this situation, in this particular case, we are going to take some baby steps because I have no clue, because I have no idea. So let's figure it out together, right? Faking it is worse than being honest about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then that acknowledging that fear, first of all, realizing that you are fearful and then bringing it out to your people is basically what is needed uh, for everything which we call diversity inclusion. It's actually this, right? If we cannot include our fears, if we cannot include our grief, even grief, right? When people were losing people from COVID, mm-hmm. uh, unless you can give space for that sadness and grief, what, where is the inclusion here, right? Inclusion is not just about people from different races or different colors. Uh, it's about ideas. It's about what people are not sharing. Can you give them that space to share? Mm-hmm. Now, what about, you know, something goes wrong, something like you, the team as a whole screws up and, and the client is like, Hey, yeah, this is, this is something where we're not going to be able to move forward anymore. It's a, let's, uh, I don't know. It's a cultural mismatch or whatever, right? How does the leader end up supporting and not necessarily fixing, but making that situation work for not only the customer, but then also how do they move the team forward? Yeah, I think first of all, there is no one size fits all solution because it might be different things. Uh, but as a general rule, again, once again, addressing those uh, like hidden, uh, like the, if there's a pink elephant in the room, addressing that upfront, right? If you made a mistake, then apologizing. Mm-hmm. If the client has uh, an issue, if the client is not following up to your values or to your standards, then also having a very clear conversation uh, with that with that client and even, even to the extent of letting the client go 
if they are not meeting up your ex ex uh, expectations and then coming back to your team and saying what what did we do well what did we do wrong what can we learn and then how can we take it forward right? without folding to the client but at the same time without trying to bully the client but without letting the client bully you also right so maintaining your equality there as well and then telling your team or showing to your team that just because there is a client relationship doesn't mean that one one side is better or higher right it's a transaction it's a business transaction it's an exchange of value so if you, if you are wrong if you have made a mistake going out and apologizing finding uh, taking the steps to make sure that those don't happen again but at the same time if some boundaries have been crossed then to enforce those boundaries and to stand by your team uh, depending on the situation right and all of this actually requires love as well as courage Mm -hmm. uh, to be that that honest and even to sometimes this could lead to a risk to your business as well if you can let go of a high paying client but the amount of trust and loyalty that can generate in your team that they will actually do more without you even asking for it and that in the long term that obviously will pay off mm -hmm. yeah i love that that's fantastic um awesome so why why do we even need to be looking at leadership as a part of a business, like why, why bother? Can you not just like have somebody else on your team handle all of these things? <laughs> I think that's where, that's where we, like, it's a, it's a big, uh, maybe misnomer or misunderstanding in our culture that leadership is not part of uh, somehow humanity itself. Right? No, unless, unless we are doing something very mechanical, if we, if you're dealing with people in any capacity, uh, you can be a better leader. And it will help you not only increase the results that you produce, but it will also help you be more happy, more satisfied, more joyful, more meaningful of whatever journey that you're going through. Uh, so to me, leadership is not just about the results, but producing the results in a way that make you feel proud of the results, right? That make you feel worthy of the journey that you have gone through, even if there has been struggles or difficulties on the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, let's switch gears just a tad bit because, I mean, we could probably talk leadership because there's so many nuances to it. But, you know, being that we produce events, we kind of want to look a little bit behind the, the curtain here and see, you know, what, what kind of challenges have come up in your business? How have you um, scaled your business? How have you, you know, are there any stumbling blocks that came up for you and what lessons did you learn from it? Yeah, so for me, I have deliberately kept my business small for now uh, because I want to focus on a few people and a few organizations and do a work uh, there. At the same time, I'm also developing a lot of content or courses or stuff which will continue to keep paying off in the future, right? So I've deliberately taking one step after the another because I do have that experience of going too fast in my own uh, career as a leader and seeing the, the positives, but also the drawbacks of it. Uh, so deliberately going slow, but that also means that I am setting up things which will continue to pay me for the next 20 years, right? So for me, I know that what I'm doing is I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So this is not uh, like, let's try this and see what happens. This is where I am going to be for the rest of my life. So there's no rush there. That's one thing. And second, there's a lot of background work. There's a lot of skills. There's a lot of network. There's a lot of community which I am developing, which will continue to create more events or more experiences or more services and programs for people, maybe a few months or a few years down the line. Uh, but I have been uh, already, my half of my brain is still like five years ahead 
and half of it is on the actual delivery on actual what do I need to do to make sure that the business continues to grow. Uh huh. Yeah, which I think is you know just being owners and CEOs, you have to have a little bit of is the vision of like, okay, this is where we're heading and this is the direction and this is what we need yeah. to start having in place and breaking it down to the point of where are we at now that's going to help us in five years actually achieve that goal. So kind of the slow and steady approach is, is the direction that you're going in at the moment to continue yes. to scale and leverage what it is you're doing. Yes, yes. And even, even in my work with leaders, even when I bring people together in small groups of maybe 10 to 20, I try to slow things down. I try to not like just cram every hour with content or with work, but slow things down because sometimes slowing things down actually can allow you to be more present and mm -hmm. see what you what was right in front of you, but you were not seeing. Mm -hmm. So a very relaxed uh, full day of, of events or programs is something which I have organized, but it's very different where you are very relaxed. You're maybe doing some time in silence. You're doing some meditation. And then you see that the biggest problems that you have you automatically start to generate ideas or solutions either individually or as a community, you start mm -hmm. to help each other because that's the natural uh, like aspect of human beings that we do not need to do something extra. Many times we need to let go of something which we have been distracting ourselves with and then our brilliance kind of shows up on its own and our leadership kind of shows up on its own. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, um, I Gosh, we could talk about so many more things, but we're going to start wrapping this up. Um, I know that you have an opportunity for people to stay connected with you. And you also have a gift that will actually support in transforming our audience's life and their leadership. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yes. So I have a workbook with 164 Powerful Questions, uh, which uh, if you are a leader, if you're an entrepreneur, you can use those questions to ask to yourself to self-reflect. You can use these questions to ask your team members uh, to basically provide a breakthrough if you're stuck in any area. And those questions are actually divided into multiple uh, categories, uh, which you will uh, find very valuable. Uh, and I would just want to add one caveat that many of these questions are actually provocative questions. So they might challenge you and I might throw okay. something up uh, as a challenge, which might uh, threaten you or which might provoke you. Uh, but I just want to add that that is deliberate and in your service so that you're able to see something which you're not seeing on your own, right? So that dealing with all of that insecurities and all of those fears can often be uncomfortable. So some of those questions are basically meant to bring that out. Mm -hmm. But again, in your service, not, not to show that you're weak, but uh, actually to show that there is there's a totally different level of uh, leadership with love and intensity after that. Is that tie into what you were saying earlier about um, what are you not speaking? Some Absolutely. of those questions will kind of bring that kind of yes. knowledge to your for to the forefront. Absolutely. Okay, yes. beautiful. So 164 powerful questions to transform your life and, and your leadership. And the way that they pick that up is heading over to deployyourself.com. Is that right? Yes, absolutely okay. right. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, before we kind of put the little bow on this, is there anything else that you would like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think the only thing I would add is that leadership is not something which is accessible for some and not accessible for some. Mm -hmm. If I see children or if you see children, I think what children exhibit are a lot of those leadership skills, being direct, being upfront, being... Uh, very demanding, but at the same time, being caring, being empathetic, 
uh, crying with you, laughing with you. Uh, so there is, this is something which we all have uh, and we just have to let go of uh, stuff which we have carried up uh, from our upbringing or from our culture. Uh, and uh, this is accessible for everybody. This is not just for a select few or a few chosen leaders, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well said. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us today. Remember to head on over to deployyourself.com to pick up those questions, 164 questions. There's going to be a lot of growth with even just looking at the questions ourselves as CEOs and leaders of our companies. So thank you for being with us here today. And I look forward to seeing and hearing you all on the next episode of Creating Powerful Impact. Until then, have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Shay. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.